opener to Endgame. It really could have been. Endgame opener. Castro cursing me out, dropping the C word, Nova. Word, yo. Jesus. This is like a fucking like 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 ghetto tech album. You're just like cursing me out. <laughs> ghetto tech. What is ghetto tech? You don't know ghetto tech? No, I feel like I'm happy like, I don't. It's like the fucking oh, dude, ghetto tech's dope. It's like the um, it's like the Detroit uh, house music. Oh, okay, but it's like it's like dudes. It's it's basically like where like like Yin Yang Twins and Lil John got their whole style from. Where you know you do clubs. Okay, with the um. But with the bounce, with the bounce. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Did you guys ever see way back in the day? It was way. It was like a couple years before they blew up with like the Lonely Island SNL shit when they were doing, you know, Lazy Sunday and Dick in a Box and all that. I never paid them any. I yeah. never paid okay. them any. Well, well, before that, like, like when YouTube like first first ever came out, those dudes did a video, and it was right when Yin Yang Twins came out with "Where Do You See My Dick." So they mm-hmm. they did a video called the bing bong twins and it was them dudes this white dude saying please let me show you my penis you will see my penis please let me show you my penis no man this is what happens man we give y'all one al yankovic okay he, he got the pass right yeah but he, don't even around for production fucking- value. 35, but there was production years. value, like he, he them, them videos cost money. You know, oh, what the, the, the like, Lonely Island videos are, are real as no, no, no. no that I, know that. I know that. So, so Weird Al got a little older, and I think Lonely Island stepped in a little bit. I mean, because you know, not but now, it's, now it's probably more copyright issues. Millennial, Millennial shit, Al right? Yankovic. There you go, Millennial Al Yankovic. That's a good one. That's a good one. But I'm pretty sure it's more like copyright, like don't make fun of me type shit, you know, cease and desist before, it, like back in the day, everybody liked Al, because I said it was production value. You actually did a whole new song. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it got you a new life for that old song, because people would go check the original, and they were funny. So, oh, I was also made it. In, um, oh, yeah. Oh, you, you're definitely certified if, if he fuck with your yeah. shit. The, uh, oh, I was yeah, just, was, I was just yeah, fucking yeah, with, yeah, um, yeah. You, got, you, got, you guys saw UHF, right? His movie? Yeah. I mean, not um, in like 30 uh, years, but yeah. Wait, yeah <laughs> I, I don't have any memory of it. Like, wow. wow UHF that, is that was, a classic. So there, there's a scene like, in the movie know. where like the movie just stops and he just does like a Weird Al Yankovic music video. But remember that song, okay. um, um, Money for Nothing? Yeah, yeah, by Dire Straits. No, it's not. It's like Mark Knopfler or something. No, Dire Straits is Mark Knopfler. Oh, uh, okay. That, yeah, there you go. Yeah. So it's how a part where he says, like, I want my MTV. That shit. That song. You know it, Castro. It was like the video where it. like it was it's like huge. weird computer animation from the 80s. Yeah, with yeah, like yeah, neon headbands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll yeah. Probably, I'll probably remember. Like, well, the UHF like movie just stops in the nothing, middle. nothing, then your chicks full free. Full free. Look at that. Yeah. So the um, so the UHF movie just so pauses. So techno? Would that be no? Technical? That's rock. No, that was rock. No, that's most. Oh, rock. it was just rock. But it was. But all that yeah. robotic. Okay. Nah, 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 nah. You're thinking of a totally different song. But in the middle of the UHF movie, okay. it just stops. The okay. movie stops, and he just does like a Weird Al parody video, where instead of fucking that song, where he he covers it by talking about Beverly Hillbillies, where he's like Beverly Hillbillies. <laughs> all right, I'm totally lost. All right, what all we right, talking man. about? Right, this, is white, this, this is white. This is white shit. This is white shit. Yeah, and let me tell y'all something, listeners. There's gonna be some Nubian shit more. We be doing a lot of little white shit, windbreakers, and you know what I'm saying, smooth <laughs> uh, shakes and talk. shit like that, and fucking like um flare jackets that come in a pouch, white headbands, <laughs> like a, a lot of or um ponchos or like saddlebags, but at colleges in the urban areas. Enough of that. All right, we gonna right, just call our culture, you know man. This, that, that's that's the man yelling. This curly Castro. My name is Zilla yeah, and, and 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 Alaska is uh he was he was the one really pushing for us to talk about more scarfs on this episode. I said, "Yo, we gotta yep. go Nubian. We gotta go a little more Nubian." Yep, the <laughs> scarf a lot more Nubian. No, go around your head. Mm. A lot more Nubian. And the scarf. Let me tell y'all something. It ain't a fad. Anybody that was in the head scarf, head wrap fad, sayonara. We we don't need you. All right. Mm. Now, what's the <laughs> topic tonight? Well, you the Co-op Culture podcast topic is, uh, um, real quick, whoa, 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 give, give whoa, your whoa, handles, whoa, 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 whoa. give the handle right, whoa, whoa, real quick. That was that was way too heavy-handed brand loyalty oh, right there, the Call-Out Culture. The, the people demand it. They want to know the fucking <laughs> intel, they want the stats, they want all that shit. 
Curly yeah. Castro shoots 47% from free throws. <laughs> all because Alaska stopped singing the intro on some episode. That's also another part that we used to say our name. So let's, you know, let's be slick with it. You know what I'm saying? Hey, guys, I'm Curly Castro. How are you? You know, let's be slick with well, it. When you, know you host, you, you can fucking do all this. All right. You want to you want to take over. When I host, it's going to be like James Cagney and shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's going to be smoke in the room. It's going to be a whole mood, yo. Watch. Big mood, as the millennials say. So, with tonight's oh, episode, so you're, you're at Curly <laughs> underscore Castro on Twitter. Alaska, what's your shit on Twitter? Uh, it's Alaska underscore Adams. Yeah, not like the family. A- A-T-O-M-S. Yeah. Non-hip-hop people. My, my, my shit is at Zilla Rocka. Two L's, two C's, and so on and so forth. So, we're trying to get more back on track and do things in somewhat topical fashion. And uh, so as as people have seen, um, for probably the sixth or seventh time in the last 10 years, there is supposed to be a J Electronica album on deck. That's, what's so 40 funny? 40 days and 40 nights. <laughs> what's so funny over there? Um, and so we'll, we'll probably, you know what, if, if and when that album actually drops, we should definitely do a Lineage of Greatness pod just on Jay like that week oh, or fair. that day if possible but tell you to, but to me that is the access key if he drops the record we'll do a LOG if he doesn't yes. drop the record we'll wait on no. that I mean um, he, 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 he was enough. on our list of people to cover anyway before this news not mm-hmm. not, not for me and y'all know that you wow. know I'm talking on that pop you already knew that <laughs> you already knew that say it again you already you knew, knew that, that. bird jinx um, so if if and when the album drops, whether it's this year to twenty to thirty-five, we'll we'll do we'll do the we'll do the lineage. But him dropping that hint, and apparently Jay is involved. I don't know. The yeah, it's supposed to be like a Watch the Throne thing, is what the word on the street it's is. Now. Yeah, it's, it's get kinda, the it's fuck kinda... out of here! Like, get the fuck! I'm stepping up and walking around my apartment. Get the fuck! <laughs> I would Jay like trying to make you rise off your furniture. <laughs> Get the fuck out! Uh, uh, watch the means. That means there'll be equal verses of J and Electra, uh, J Elect. Get the mm-hmm. fuck out of here! All right, I'm sitting back down. Where I mean, the one or two songs they did together really bought the breath, like the best out of Jay Z. No, no, I'm not knocking that, but I'm just saying the actual the act of him and Jay recording together, them putting out a plan and it coming out. Get the fuck out of here! I'm not believing that until I see it. No, not when I see it. I need a press. Release from an official record label. That's the only time I'm believing. I'm not believing no Twitter finger shit. Fuck mm-hmm. that. Fair enough. But Z, well, let's tell people why we're here. Today. All right. So we're the, why we here tonight? I I had the idea for this episode prior to this news, and then it kind of made it uniquely special to talk about it. So if I think everybody here on the show has watched the um the newest hip hop evolution on Netflix, the new season. Everybody seen? I that? haven't watched it. No, I haven't oh, watched it. Alaska, come on, I stopped watching it halfway through the last season. I don't know why. I was just like, yeah. Oh, no, just because they, they they drop them randomly, but when they come out, just watch them. You just gotta watch them. So, so you good, have it, you know what I'm saying? Like it's always three or four, and they just really good. Even the ones that so you think good. you want to skip, right? So good. Like, That's the I was gonna skip right. them, and I was like, yeah. The ones I really yeah. like are the ones I know nothing about. Like I really That's like why those are the ones that I'm anxious. So I'll skip those. Yeah. Oh god! Like the Miami one was oh, great. Oh no, that's ill. The Detroit one, like, but not Detroit, like Eminem and um, Proof and them. Detroit, like drill <laughs> music and what they like, all that. Like it's it's so rich the history that you end up like they did the New Orleans one. Oh, that one's stupid. Um, hot. And that um, and no no limit and the, and then um. Did they talk 20? about Did they talk about Ooh. DJ Jubilee at all? Because if they didn't, I don't want to hear it. Who was it? Jubilee. They talked about DJ. Um, Ju- they talked about a lot of old DJs. DJ. Um, like oh, yeah. this dude named Sugar Jubilee. Brown. He kind of like invented the New Orleans bounce music. Then, then they talk about him. They, they talk about did. every then person about in the mix. That had, a, had something to do with the levels of anyway, music. Out moves up. Well, so the whole point of me bringing that up is there was an episode dedicated to Fifty and Wayne, and it was all about how in the mid to late two thousands the mixtape wave led these two guys to become megastars. And so I started thinking about it and thinking about, and we did an episode a while back about like, you know, 
album formats and LPs versus mixtapes versus EPs and all that right. album length, right? But after watching that and thinking about Wayne and thinking about 50 and then thinking about most rappers, I was just like, do we need albums anymore? Did we ever need albums? Because when I was watching the 50 and the Wayne joint, I'm like, their best fucking work is actually on mixtapes. And the albums are like the culmination of a commercial enterprise product after having 10 to 15 projects out, you know, on the internet, CDRs, bootlegger dudes standing on the corner. And like the most thrilling, exciting shit is that. What's up? Not the corner on mixtape joints. Also, we're also going to be talking tonight about just singles on a new new artist that just drop a song, then drop another song, and drop another song, yeah. and then we make the playlist of that. Is that the new new? Is that ne- is that enough? Right. And, yeah. You know so it's kind of like yes. I just started thinking about that. Like if 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 Fifty never dropped Get Rich or Die Trying, I was saying this to Castro the other day. If Fifty never dropped Get Rich or Die Trying, right, and he. He was still mm-hmm. getting played on the radio because of his fucking mixtape songs. They were playing. Why sure, was a mixtape? But he's not. Wankster was a mixtape. Like, he's song. not fifty the way that we think of fifty. If he didn't drop, yeah, because that he doesn't have he doesn't have like the commercial. But, but wait, wait, wait. Behind let's him. just let's just get the history right. Yeah. Wankster, yeah. you you assume Wankster was on the record because they put it on the record, but it was out before that. Yeah, it was out and well was, before, and it had and it had a video. Before yeah. we even knew the record was, we knew the record was coming, but it had a video and it had a wave. So people yeah. were singing Wankster. He was performing it. I knew all the words. When do yep. I know all the words before I get an album? So, right. so with that and then the fueling of the mixtape stuff, 50s engine was already purring and then they dropped in the club, which was like sure. money in the bank. But he also had the other joint, I mean? the mixtape joint, the joint with him, Biggie and Tupac. Realist killers. Yeah. He's, like, he's, like, he's like, remember he says like, but 50 think about it like this. If he just stayed mixtapes, he would be like as big as the locks, maybe. Mm. No, nah, bigger. Right, and and that's bigger. not meant I, to be an insult to the locks. He just wouldn't be. But look who at he the was now. We wouldn't be talking about though. him. We wouldn't be talking about him right now. I think if he was just dropping those mixtapes. Hmm. Like, you, you don't think he'd have a conversation hood, hood about legend? him? He would be like maybe, but make... like we wouldn't like we wouldn't talk about him the way we talk about him. I don't think so. Like, I mean, I think Get Rich so or Die is a terrible album, but it was a oh, monumental album. I'll, you know, I'll, I'll give it that. It's but anyway, 20 million but, copies. Right, but, but wait, think about point, what you're saying. Point, like, okay, the point is 50 Cent is a great example of this topic we're talking about tonight. He yeah. showed that he could just drop songs and mixtapes and not in the album format and blow up off that. And then he right. also showed when, when, the, when the chips were right, then you drop that album and he's solidified with that. All the rest of his albums are moot in terms of his classic. That album works as the trophy. Yeah. Regardless of what he did after. But it also was the buildup of the singles and the mixtape songs. So tonight, that's, you know, that, I think that's the argument. Certainly. Do, do but but I, I think another like subtopic that doesn't necessarily need to be discussed tonight, but is the importance of albums in the early development of hip hop and sort of giving hip hop a form of legitimacy. Right within mm. within the industry okay. within the culture, like if people weren't dropping albums, I don't think it would have solidified itself as an art form. Like it needed to prove itself as something that can sort of reach different creative heights than just a single here or there. Like, but what about you needed, the, you needed about these the, things to sort of move the music forward I to get it to a point where it's like number one. Single. Now you could do what whatever about the you currency want. of charting? But Alaska, what about the currency of charting? Songs do that. And then when Songs you started that, seeing but... rappers with, I had a number one song for five weeks, the Drake numbers, the Wayne numbers, you know what I'm saying? Sure, Those that's are now one I'm song talking, but I'm talking like in the 80s. Like you needed artists okay. that were able to like push albums and sort of really develop the genre and build the respect of the genre at that point. Well, let's define that. What 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 do we think that, that, that what is necessary when you, an album, What is why is that necessary? Why is it why is it necessary now? I don't think it's necessary now. Why was it necessary then? Because people like yes. the the sort of general under the general sort of feel of hip hop by the mass populace was that it was a fad. Like it was a thing that was going to be here today and gone tomorrow. And I don't think mm. if you didn't okay. have these artists that were able to establish it as a legitimate art form, 
like the people that were into hip hop knew this, but to get it to sort of the bigger right. state to where it became a worldwide phenomenon, you needed people that were making albums and establishing it as a viable art form and a critical and crucial art form. And that's what those records did. So, like Nation of Millions and NWA and right, fucking right. Big Daddy Kane, Slick so Rick, like all of those of things, things sort of building those, the scope and the, and the breadth the of the, the genre. Yeah, I agree. So, so those were more yeah. powerful than, say, a white label. They got hot in the streets back then. But seeing back then, it think. takes a nation... Yeah. Yeah, it takes a nation to see that black planet on a cover, yeah. on a big... I, I and remember, at least um, in, the, in the growth of the genre. Now, CDs were popping, y'all, but y'all agree with me. The power of seeing something on a vinyl because of the, the um, dimensions, that's something. Mm-hmm. Like, holy, oh, yeah. it takes a nation to, in that big format, you know, the eight ball. That, that's big. Okay. Yeah, okay, um, but, here, but here's the counter. Sorry, Billy. Here's the counter. Why, why, why don't we yeah. do this? Why don't we take a quick break? Because we, we, we've been going okay. wild long lately without breaks. Mm-hmm. We'll take a quick break, sure. and I'm going to offer a counter-argument to this. That That's right. sure to divide the audience next on Call Out Culture. Yo, what it do? It's Curly Castro. I'm here with a grand announcement. Partnering up with the wonderful people at Buena Ventura Records in Zurich, Switzerland, we are bringing you Tosh on Vinyl. This is not a drill. Tosh on wax. So go to brmovement.bandcamp.com and copy one. Say less. Wrecking crew. One. And we're back. Call out culture. So, okay. So here's my counter argument to that. If you look in the history of rap, overwhelmingly, most people have made bad albums. Like we think of the mathematically good speaking. Yes, you think of mathematically. Most people can't make albums, but most I, I think you can say that it. for any genre. Right. You, so you what I'm saying is, with rap, it's like, do, uh, I, yeah, a Public Enemy needs an album. They need to do that. They're not a bunch of hot singles type of guys. But like, I don't know. I'm saying if if you're looking looking at the development, no, they didn't. If you're looking at the development of the genre, though, from like the 70s into the 80s into the 90s, you did need those albums. You needed something like that created a critical mass. And I don't know if a bunch of singles at that time, at a time where you didn't have all the mass media around it Hmm. to, to... to build the critical mass was there. Like that all started coming once there were record labels, there were there were albums, there were store, there was things to promote beyond a single. Like people aren't gonna put that kind of money behind a single. They're not gonna, True. you know, you're not gonna have your own TV raps because you have a single. But that's just then. I'm just saying, like in the history, I'm not talking about where we are right now, what this okay. conversation's right. really about. But let's move it forward. Let's get to the Jay Z era. Cause let's we're doing historical. Where his one of his greatest selling albums, volume two was nothing but a collection of singles. There was like 10, yeah. 11 of them. And the songs yeah. were and built like that remixes way. So like, was that a soundtrack yeah, joints. So was that an album? When we look back in hindsight, was that an album? Because those songs were all built to survive by themselves. And then they put them all in one album. So people had yeah. the singles before well, the that's album what I'm saying. dropped. They bought the singles, they bought the 12 inches, and they bought the album. I, I know for a fact but, they did, because everybody liked something different on there. You know what I mean? And Hard Knock Life. So it's Thriller. That was like almost a... Tr- right, nine, yeah, nine perfect songs. I mean, uh, yeah, but they, that wasn't like a concept album or like something that like they were just nine singles. Right. Right. It wasn't the whole album wasn't the scary songs, which I thought when I was younger, yeah. you kind of think it is, but it's not. But it's just, you know, that was the, the main single and that's the name of the album. I don't know, y'all. Yeah. Um, this is What's what I'm wondering is like, so concept. if you so, I mean, th- then the album. So, uh, again, I'm thinking about people that in the later 2000s, like really their best shit is actually on mixtapes. And then the albums are either like a lateral move or a steep drop downwards. And so I'm just thinking but like... They, but we know that there's restrictions on the album. Right. So this is what I'm getting to. Yeah. So this is the second part. This is the second and, and part. mixtapes okay? is not. So think about okay. this. Right. So when a, when a, when a person is doing a mixtape, it's usually low stakes. Right. It's kind of like, I'm not going to make a lot of money off this. I could probably get sued if I... Sometimes they don't this. make any money. Wayne Sometimes don't make any yeah. money, right? Those were free, you know. And, and like, and even, you know, and and even, and even in the hip hop evolution, they talk about DJ drama when these motherfuckers got raided by the feds, 
know what I mean? And like had horrible. FBI agents on them. And to so, make an yeah. example of them. Horrible. To make that an example. Horrible, y'all. So what I'm wondering is like and then the I, I'm not disappear. talking about yeah. like from a, I'm not talking about from a point of view of, you know, sales or critical mass. I'm just thinking about like the mixtape or um twelve inch or one off, like it's has seemed to me it's trended to where people typically do take more chances or do crazier shit or have more of a go lucky experience versus the album is like the weighted down expectations, the tinkering of the A&R and the label person, the, you know, the inclusion of someone who's not in someone's orbit just because they're hot. But that's the magic. That's why I like the albums because they are so hard to do. And when somebody gets it, there is magic to it because it's hard to get. So let me play advocate because my opinion is I believe in albums. I love their creation and I think they're very necessary. Now, over time, I agree with the albums getting shorter and um, being more concise and being able to be listened to in one listen. I agree with that. Me and Zilla were talking about Alaska. I don't know if you remember. When albums had 20-some tracks, did we listen Ugh. in one sitting or did we stop and then we listen later? Yeah. I don't remember. Like, well, you know, did we listen? To, did I listen to Health and Skeleton Nocturnal from track one to 22? I don't think so. Right. I don't know. No. But Nilmatic, um, but I got I could swallow that up and maybe play it again. So right. I'm gonna play yeah, totally. So when we, we we brought up, we started this topic with Jalen. Well, well, here, well here's, here's, a, here's a trade-off though. But wait, okay, so what you just said, like I remember like buying like DMX is dark and hell is hot, right? And that was like a phenomenal okay. moment where everyone was good like, album. oh my god, great right? album. But it was a great album. album. A lot of good tracks. Um, yeah. And tracks. so I remember like when you would go to the store to have to buy it and wait in line and have money. And then on the ride home, whether I was I was like on the bus and the train, I you know you like mapped out time to just play that fucker front because you're invested, like you put money up to do yeah. it. So for yeah. me, it was like yeah, maybe, you know if, if there's and he had like interludes and skits and the prayer shit and the talking on that record, but like when you got it, you're like yo, I'm not doing shit. I'm pressing play and like letting this shit wash over me. And now yeah. I'm wondering like. Like DMX is again, like how many great albums does DMX have after that? I don't know. He's three. got some fucking cool moments and hits, but like he has three I, albums that are that are quality. Really? The first two. I, see, I didn't like yeah, Flesh in My Flesh at all. Two. I did not like Flesh in yeah. My Flesh. But it was, it was too like swizzy. It's it's just it's a good record though. Even if you don't like the swizz, I can see you not liking it. But it's a good record. And then the third record is good too. So that's it right there. Like that's his. What's that um, third one called? Black. Great Depression? Third one, it was like, I don't remember the name of it, but it had like the CPO. Oh, no, it was called like in the name of X or something? Called like in the name of X or Yeah, and shit. yeah, and yeah. Um, in the name of X or, or yeah. Oh, and it had that video where really it was like almost like a ballad where he was in like a prison. Slipping? Yeah. Remember that right? No, that's, no, that's something. No, wait, that's I, I, thought, I thought that there was X had the fucking party up shit on there. No, I think that was on the Great Depression joint. The snakes, the rat, the filth. That's the one I'm thinking Let of. Let me yeah. tell y'all something. No, my, I, I shouldn't talk about what's that. What's my name? That, I'm not a nice person. That's my favorite. Yo, he says I'm not a nice person. We need an LOG on that because he was spitting, y'all. I'm just saying he was spitting. I just want that to be known. He was. Don't get it twisted. X was spitting. He had to. Anyway, sorry. So I'm just saying that. Okay. Let me let me play advocate real quick because I want to touch on this. So we're talking about is it necessary, right? And J Electronica. The reason he um, went that route is because he tried the other route. He says that. He tried albums. He was running around with No Limit and other Southern labels and stuff, and it wasn't clicking. So then he focused on doing one great song at a time, and that works for him. He's way more popular than he was. He was in the game. If anybody's not familiar, he is not a rookie. He is not a Johnny. He's no, a Johnny come lately. He's been around. So this single, um, this single theory of his works for him. There's another new artist that I caught wind of, and I know y'all like us dropping. This guy's named The Weirdo, D-A-W-E-I-R-D-O. And all he drops is single videos right now. I haven't seen an album. I, he does have albums, um, but right now he's just dropping these videos that are very arresting, and it's a single, and I'm just like, <sighs> and I'm just like enthralled by him, and I, what's the next one? So I don't know. Do I want a record? I don't know. Mm. I like this guy. He's got me already. You know what I'm saying? But now, but 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 here we here we at the crux here because I'm also an artist myself. You you don't have you I'm what what do I buy? I want a vinyl. Now that I'm in mm. I want a vinyl. I want to see you come with a full idea. You see what I'm saying? I'm playing both sides. I'm playing advocate on both sides. So now that you caught me with the singles, I want I want a vinyl. 
I want to. I want to see me. I want to see you come with a full thought. That's all. Well, that's what. That's, that's my point. Here's my point, right? Singles, but he did Albert. I- but he did Albert Einstein. But then he, he also had like a lot of other dud albums, and I love them. But dud, there's, yeah, there's but, a lot of dud albums. Yeah, there are a lot of duds in there. Trapped in the eighties. To get to the diamond, you go through the cold because he that was his process. He's a major league artist. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so let, let, let me throw this out real quick as a, as a discretional piece. I love making albums. I love arranging my own albums and the artwork and the I love that shit. Like I I I'm I'm, I'm pro album as an artist, but just thinking about it objectively, it's like tying it back to Jay Electronica. He never needs to make an album, and so this announcement, it's like number one, it will never be as good as what everyone has been wanting for ten years. So that's a loss. Number two. If he doesn't put it out, okay, he goes back to people being people being mad at him. But the number three, if he does make it and it's like so so, and not amazing, they're gonna be like, oh, we waited ten years. This guy, like, it blows up in his face. So if got, if it is wait, good, wait, it, it can never just be. Just what's up? I just thought of it. I got something, but it's still a microwave. Check this out. When you when you do an album and it and it hits, we say that it's, it's a hard batting average. It's really hard to make a hit, make it work. But when it works, it allows your fan base and the people that's checking you, new people, to settle and to for the seeds that you planted to grow in anticipation of your next thing. The single theory, they're quicker. The thing burns out quicker, and they're like, "Well, what's next?" Mm. Or you give us a song. Well, what's next? And then you're caught in that cycle. You can't settle. You can't sit and chill. What's next? Chop chop. Hey, stop, right. Rocky. Chop, chop. Yeah. Chop, chop. So, you know what I'm saying? Now, if you can master those strings and, and navigate like Jay Elect has, so be it. But when you're like A$AP Rocky, when you're dropping singles to catch up to the next single on the album, sucks. Right. What about that? I, that's what I'm saying. It's like, I, I, and I like A$AP Rocky a lot, but he, he not to me, doesn't need to make albums. But he he's also not. doesn't seem like he's actually interested in rap anymore. He's interested in other things. Mm-hmm. Like right, rap right, got right. him to a place where he found other interests, and he's like, eh, "I'm not that interested in doing that." Mm. Right. Like he, he, you mm. know, he'll drop a cool single here and there. Like he did that song with uh, Tyler a few, like a year or two ago. Yeah. The shoot where mm-hmm. they filmed the video mm-hmm. in Paris, and I was like, mm-hmm. "Damn, he killed mm-hmm. it!" And he dropped like you know he, he name dropped uh, Shabazz Palaces and shit in there. I was like, "Wow!" Mm-hmm. So he definitely like has his ear to the street, but. I don't think he really cares about rapping. <laughs> but there is also a hierarchy. If you can if you can get that album shit off, you're ranked higher yeah. than singles guy. You are, just in the pantheon. Maybe not in the numbers, maybe not in the money. But if you get a classic <laughs> album, you're stamped. Now remember, yeah. Well, yeah. singles might burn away. I'm just saying. So what it would but, but then you but then you also got Rob Bass doing shows his whole life off two songs. Joy yeah. and Pain and It Takes Two. Yeah, yeah. But then we also like, got your um your man Skilo who had a great album. But we all I have it. Yeah, that album Skilo's is amazing. Dope. But it's, it's a good album. but it's I wish it was taller. But it's so funny how that album is amazing and people really don't know that. Listeners, go check the whole Skilo. Oh, album. Yeah, no, he can rap his ass off. He, yo, he was on the same out. label as fucking Weird Al, dog. He was on the same label as Weird Al, Scotty Brothers. Look at that. Look at that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So but I, don't like, know, Naughty, I don't know if there's an answer. This, I love us talking about this. Think about this. Does the Naughty, Naughty by, by Nature ever need an album? Yep. No. Nope. 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 They did. They have, they got, but, but, they have but, 15 But they did songs. because they needed to establish themselves as a group and not the 609 boys. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? There's a difference. Yeah, but were they established yeah, those first two albums any album 1993? Dope. I don't know. They, I they know they I've never played a Naughty by Nature album. I know. I think... Yeah, I've never played Alaska. Them. You were around more for that at that age. Yeah, were people taking them as like a full-on artist, listening to the whole record and all the stories, oh, yeah. the records and stuff. Yeah, but to us, Z, they were single artists. Yeah, they the were just like really hot jams, like anthem joints. No, people, people were bumping hits. their stuff. Yeah, right. Mm. And I mean, that's that first album is classic. The, the, that's where the Tretch mythology comes from, because people like yeah. you know, people need to take Tretch seriously, not just as a singles guy. Like he can rap, he can rip. So. Hmm. All right, Rathcast can't make a single for his life. Can he make an album for his life? Yes. Yes, he can. He's a guest appearance guy. He's like he's somebody that should be in a group and like doing guest appearances. Soul on Ice was important for our hip hop DNA. It needed to be made. He needed to put it out. 
Not Somebody else should have done Not as three fingers. No way. No way. What? Oh, here we go. I'm standing up again. Watch your damn mouth. <sighs> yeah, the production on that album is terrible. The drums are so weak. Wow. Oh, God, I don't like he went there. I just, I just don't like his style. I don't like him as a rapper. I don't like the way that... And, and I figured out... I finally figured out what it was about him that I don't like. His pockets. The way his flow falls. Yeah, yeah it's full like he always he always includes like two extra words in yep, every bar. I knew it's it. like, damn. I know it. That's what it is. Like, you can't, and, and, and it could be so good. Because like, I'm, I'm fly, but he drags it because I'm so verbose and fly. So I'll keep yeah. on spilling a little bit more. Here's like, the thing. He you, know, here, you, know, you know what it is? He, he, di- he died so Jay Electronica could live. Like Jay Electronica yeah. is like the fully realized version of all the positives of Razcast and none of the weaknesses. Yeah, none. yeah, yeah, that's a good point. He has yeah. none of the weaknesses yeah, of Razcast. No, no fat. Yeah. His flow works because he trimmed all the fat. That's why the yep. JLX yeah. Hanukkah Masharam. That's why that works because there's no extra little thing in there. You could have put some propositions in there. You could put an A in there, a the. None uh. of that would work. The flow works if I do it this way. Well, what he I've says, Guru day. told me slow up the flow because science and metaphors will slow up the dough. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> That's it. That was 10 years ago. 12 years ago. That shit came out. Bitches and drugs. That song. Over a dilly. Mm. He's the Foxy best. Brown. Yeah, Foxy man. Brown. Did she need to come up on any album? I mean, I love no. Na Na, the album. No. I love it. I love that album because I was a horny 14. No, you know what my album is, D. Say it. You baby. love like Hold China Doll, don't you? Or Broken Silence. No, no, no. Yes, Broken Silence. Yes. That is her <laughs> greatest achievement. Yes, it is. Broken well, like Lil' Kim, like, listen, I love Lil' Kim. Like, Queen Bitch okay. is, like, honestly one of my favorite rap songs ever created. Hardcore. I never needed a Queen Bitch. I, I never needed a Lil' Kim album ever in my life. <sighs> hardcore, hardcore was a moment because of the artwork, the- dog. Because of the artwork. But that's what makes Queen Penn make an album. That's what makes Charlie Baltimore make a full album of Miss Jade. But, mm. uh, there's a lot not, of misses on it. I've listened to all those albums, dude. Bad. I've played all those albums. There's a lot know, of misses. You know, I, I, I just... Okay, Lauren Hill. Lauren Hill. Would, those, would that album have been good as an album? Or if it was all broken up into singles? What do y'all think? But people only know like the fucking album. two, three songs. Most people but only I know that. When you play that, that album is front to back. 100%. Right. See that? It's front to back. What about that? Even though and, those and perfectly, could have existed, perfectly sequenced up perfectly the whole thing. Yes. Yes. She made the Godfather. Her. Yes. She made the Godfather. That was her. Yeah. Yes, she, she did. did. Yes, she did. But I the just Fuji. think like Fuji's got a bunch of singles on there, but that album is sequenced great too. I mean, but they also have Praza on there. there. No, chill. All right, chill. Bust he's around. barely on it. He's I'm barely on it. Lot. Bust around. So Pete Busta, P- P- Busta think about this real quick. So I was listening to okay. um, Shasta E and uh, Rob, the Next Movement pod. They just talked about uh, when disaster strikes. And they pointed mm-hmm. out how there's 18 songs on that album with no skits or interludes. Like 18 songs. And, there's you know, skits and on there? No, oh, there's, no, there's, like, there's like an intro and outro, but that's it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. So, 18 AC. songs okay. where, you know, there has, like, it has put, put Your Hands Where My Eyes Can See, Dangerous, mm-hmm. all that shit. But, you know, he's, he's got Dilla joints on there. He's got flip mode. But it was just like he was putting out 18 to 23 song track albums every, every fucking year from like 96 to 2000, right? The Coming was and, like, like 23 most. tracks. It's a lot of the shit. The Coming though. started with like 20, 22 tracks because it was a lot that's of a lot. There's a lot of yes. shit, right? And I, I have. He put like, out that's a lot of music. It's a lot of songs, right? So I'm just like, now Busta didn't do mixtapes. Like Busta was born no. into the major label system from leaders. Later on, he did the ones with with, with Raekwon and the Blood on and stuff like That's that. True. He did those. He would do some great ones, but oh no, like the one with Q-Tip, the Dragon and the yeah, Abstract. but that was like yeah, that was like three was new late, songs and late, a bunch late, of late, old late. shit. Yeah, that, but anyway, but yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm just yeah, saying yeah. like I love Busta so much. He's way better than Eminem, and I don't, and I base that on him not really having great albums front to back he doesn't have great albums he doesn't have a lot of like complete thoughts and personal things and changes like, he's an amazing style oh, i got one y'all extinction level well, events are really like good album, i'm more of an uh, of you cash knows me me uh, me me and small pro are all about anarchy that's our shit oh god stop anarchy. stop bang. it please that stop. album is oh, nuts oh god bang my head open the window jake this is my dog y'all open the window because i'm going out 
So check this out, y'all. What about this guy in terms of the single versus album? Without albums, we don't get the great Nas songs. We get a single here and there, but the great Nas songs are on the album somewhere. Yeah, oh, don't go get Alaska started. Don't don't we done this? No, already. no, but I, I think this is I think this is good because I was talking with this about somebody the other day, right? Like I I think if you compare like the number of great songs each artist has, right? Like I I would say Nas Nas probably has like twenty more songs than Jay Electronica, like great right. songs. Yes, yes, but yes, there's a lot of filler to get through that. Whereas with Jay Electronica, yes. you don't get any of that filler. So I would rather Maybe. have Nas do the Jay Electronica style where it's yes. like, you know, record all that but shit. But we think that now is, is just don't give it to back us. Back in the day we won. Back in the, yeah, no. I mean, there wasn't a model for it, but there is one for it now. Right. Yeah. And that's, well, okay, so, so bringing us right? to the here and now. He, he, so bringing us wait, to the wait, here and now, wait, then. Wait, 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 y'all. Wait, wait. Nas is doing that now. Poison song with Swiss Beats. The Nas album done song with Khaled. The, um, he he did the little Nas X remixes noise. recently. He has another like song. Just didn't songs, he do like, something with DJ Shadow up. recently too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he did it on the album with Pharaoh. But then he has another song with just yeah. Shadow called Systematic off the Silicon yeah. Valley sound. That shit is crazy. Yeah, that yeah. shit bangs. So is, do you all think he's taking that advice subconsciously? Is that what he's doing? Because he is the song. He has a song Nas album done. He didn't drop an album. He didn't even. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he, even the the thing he did drop it was seven songs. And that was like two. Yeah, no, no, we're not still, counting that. Please, still half fuller. Hey, that but. was that was that was that was a Kanye si- mad scientist thing. That is not counting yeah. as a. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's not canon. That's not really. That's not canon. Not canon. No, not canon at all. Seriously. No. Um, I, so what I'm wondering is like, okay, why, why don't we take a quick break, real quick? Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll chill. Griff Company, the album "Too Many Secrets" from Zillaraka, me and Curly Castro, uh, of Wrecking Crew and the Quad Culture Podcast. It's available. It's got Alaska on there. I alive. Open my eagle. Willie Green. Googie. Quandry. Dose 4GW. On a bunch of other dope ass people that you probably already know. Album is on Bandcamp exclusively right now. CDs with the OB strip shipping worldwide. Wreckingcrew.bandcamp.com. Griff Company. Too many secrets. This beat is hard as shit. Back to the show. Welcome back to Call Out Culture, brought to you by Coors Light. For a taste of the Rocky and, Mountains, try Coors. And we're also sponsored by Sh- Shablau, Sh- Sh- Shablau Bullets. Sh- Shablau. Oh, that over your corner store. Sh- Sh- Shablau. Shablau. Available Bullet. in diet and one calorie, 16 ounce bottle. Shablau. Shablau. And so, don't forget Cherry Shablau. Shablau. Jerry Vanilla Shablau. And, and Brought bullets. to you by uh, Coca Cola. So, so I think. All right. So I think. I think what, how we could like wrap this all up in a, in a slick way would be think about. So we talk about like the historical importance of albums, and you know, all of us have made a lot of fucking albums, so we have experience. But now, like in twenty twenty, like, do you? Like where where do albums fall in terms of importance, impact, necessity? Like, do you like Alaska was just saying before, during the break? Like, he just has a giant playlist of all the Griselda dudes. Yeah, you know where he just fucks with all of that because there's so much shit from all these guys, and it's like uh, not wrong with that. You have the capabilities to do this. Like back in the day, like if you were trying to get in Griselda, I would make you a mixtape on cassette of like all my favorite joints mm-hmm. and put you onto them. And then you will go back and maybe try to buy one or two or check them out. So it's but like there's dude, a reason why Styles P drops project after project and not singles. There's something about it. Does he? he act he's not a singles he, guy. Is he compelled. Uh, yeah, I know. So what does he do? He can't do single theory. What does he do? Mm-hmm. You know, and he has a he has a bleeding heart legion of fans. Fabulous, fabulous can do singles. But he does better when he drops full on mixtapes. He does a lot yeah. of mixtapes. He's much. That's his his yeah. pocket. Is, but he does he does albums too. I mean, but isn't it ultimately that's I mean, yeah, the great does, thing but, about right now? But they, all his it doesn't matter like what his kind of artist you are. You could just get shit album. out. There's an avenue for everybody. Yes. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Here's a question: What low that low so way is that an album or mixtape? That 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 was a rep. That was I an think, album. I think, right? I think it's a mixtape. What's that? I, I think it's an album. You're right. Okay. You're right. That was an album. Like so, fabulous 
benefits both. He drops mixtapes, they go crazy for him. And when he finally drops an album, he's like Sade now. He drops albums every five years. And they go scoop that up and, and wait for the next one. He's also like a weird Instagram what did we, what did we, now. What did we find out? Yeah, it's weird. It's bizarre. Like yeah, yeah, him and his girlfriend, they look great. They look great. They look great. All right, so what about this? When Wayne dropped, no, excuse me, when 50 dropped Get Rich or Die Trying, he dropped four months later, G Unit yeah. is the future mixtape. Right. So was he shooting and, himself in the foot or was he doubling down and pushing all the This kids? is what I'm saying. Like, it, okay. So, all right. So, in different times in history, mixtapes existed. Like, even when I was, like, the other day, I was playing shit in my car, and I was playing, like, 95 mm-hmm. Live, like, DJ Duop's Magnum Opus mixtape, right? And you could hear, like, mm-hmm. Smooth the Hustler, Ramen on MOP, yeah. and all this shit, which is amazing. And so back mm-hmm. then, mixtapes were, like, you it would you would be putting out an album, and then you're not coming back yeah. out for two, three years again, right? So the mixtape was the way for you just to keep your name out or hop on some other shit or just this kind of keep rocking and, and, and like have, be viable in the marketplace. Then the mixtape was like, this shit is better than people's albums. So then it hit that phase yeah. too, where it's like, oh, okay, like actually the dope is hot as shit. The most inspired shit from this guy is something you buy on the street, and, you know, a CD but case it, or tape. But isn't that real just gang. like tied to the trajectory of an artist? Like when you're making music, like you kind of, you know, you drop a you drop an album, and most times, right after you drop your album, you record your best shit. Have you ever noticed that? Like, like when you drop an album, the shit that you drop mm, immediately yeah. after that album that you start working a on is bit. like your best shit. So, like that gave artists the ability to put that shit out instead of sitting on mm. it for three years and it landing in the scrap scrap keep scrap heap of history. Mm. But, oh, I got, I got, I got, I got, like, mm. I got the okay. cue for that. Jay Z would drop albums, and then he would he would yep. dominate the summer with the banging summer song. Mm. It would be on the soundtrack, or just be out by itself. And then he would come with the album because he knew he wasn't coming out till yeah. the winter, but he didn't want to miss that season because his music works in the summertime too. So he's dropping fourth quarter consistently, right? He didn't drop mm. anything but fourth quarter records. But the summertime, you're getting one or two songs: "Girls Best Friend," um, "La La La." Yeah, you know, whatever. Yeah, the fucking you know. rush hour. I mean, come on, uh, can I get a? Come you know on, I mean? man. Can I, you know, it just rolls over. <sighs> so, I just think like it's just so we're, okay. So, so we've been through so many eras of mixtapes and you know EPs or whatever, and I just feel like now it's like uh, so. So, someone like Billy Woods when he puts out two dope fucking albums back to back, like. He his standing and the way people digest and understand him seems to be like it's a very serious endeavor playing this guy's shit. You know what I mean? It's like really heavy shit, right? And so I don't know if Woods has ever just like done a single and put it out, but um, he seems to be locked into that format, which is great for him. But I'm just thinking, but he can do a single because look how look how well SpongeBob took out took off. I'm just saying, like SpongeBob, people know the words. Yeah, but I'm saying, but like that was you know in service it? to the album. That was like the promotional yeah, okay. component of the album. I'm just saying, like a random song he just puts out. That's nothing to do with shit. He just mm-hmm. drops it. He's fucking with it. I don't week. think he does that. Yeah. I don't think he does that. But I'm saying, like, but other people, like Tyler the Creator, has so many just random one-off singles yeah. that are stupid hot. He just throws them up there. Ooh. And I'm like, you know ooh, same thing with Wiki. Wiki. Wiki just does, he just started doing that. Yeah. Where like, you know he just started putting his singles. Oh. Single, single by single. Aesop Rock, y'all. He does do that. He does put out like singles. He just shit. Do, he does a song. But he he's, does a song but he's here, still the guy that takes two to three years to make albums, regardless. You know what I mean? Like, but he's, he's not like a but, quick right, but, he's, but, but he does it. He's doing more single songs now. I mean, the last song, Roadway, was in service of his friend who passed away. I want all y'all to go check that out. Wait, who, who, who he did that before his homie before his homie passed? Yeah, but when oh, it was like a skateboarder, away. like photographer okay. dude, Kurt something, some Asian dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he made this Rogue Wave song in dedication. Nice. I mean, the, the proceeds are in dedication to this guy. Yeah, but yeah. before that, he made um, Dog Food and um, uh, Bug Zapper. Bug Zapper, yeah. Cat food. He's been doing oh, he, the hot song. dogs joint. The hot dogs joint. Hot dogs. Clutch He's been joint. doing song clutch. by song. That clutch joint. Mm-hmm. Um, he started with that um that that um that pirate single that he did the artwork with, 
people with fish. Or it goes to the barber. Started coast. doing yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. yeah he has the other song about being a fucking beaver. It's in the line of that. <laughs> I mean, he's doing singles, sure. uh, and I have all of them. You know. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, so let's wrap. Let's wrap. It just up. I just wanted to bring up somebody let's real quick because I, pull, I, pull up, pull up, I think I have an overarching philosophy on this. Um, cool, Keith. Please. Like, we don't talk about him in this in this realm as much, but Ooh. I mean, what he did Ooh. in like the late '90s into the early 2000s was on a similar vibe. He just basically pimped himself out—not pimped himself out, but became like 19 different entities and just kept dropping music under those titles, right? So, you know, I, I think I think ultimately what we're mm-hmm. saying here is yes. all of the conventional wisdom that people have been telling you, like sort of gatekeepers. So whether it's record labels, media, PR people, mm-hmm. it's full of shit. Like, and that's what we've been finding out over the years. Like, labels are like, oh, you can only drop something every two to three years, and then people start dropping something every year, and they were fine. And then the you know yeah. publicists and media people were like, ah, oh, you don't want to drop something twice yeah. a year. And then Doom and Cool Keith came out, and everybody started dropping mixtapes and dropping shit oh, nonstop, shit. and people were into it. People wanted it. Oh. So it's like people are just taking control of their own shit. It's keeping it, keeping us in the system. Check it, check it. Keeping us in the system. In school, when you went to college, they said take twelve credits. That's that's the even load. You don't want to overload. You don't want to underload. When you really can manage eighteen and finish college yep. and take and take summer courses and finish in two years, and you're only yeah. paying it for two years, not four or six years, and that, something like that. Like them managing yeah. your time when you can do better. So now we're seeing the artists. All right, the album diet you know, diagram has been working, yes, for so many years, but we figured out other ways to do it. And and, and it's working and it's working the other ways we're figuring out. And they don't have control yeah. over that. So that's something to think about too. Hmm. Yeah, I just think I just think it's fascinating to look at like when when again when I saw the hip hop hip hop evolution shit with Wayne and Fifty, where I was like, the people that really, really love those people from their mixtapes will ride for those mixtapes. Oh, they'll compare hundred times over the album. Oh, I, yeah. I mean, like they will go to that I can't first listen to, little t- little to be Wayne like, albums. yeah. I mean, like you know, Carter Three is cool. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of, we were talking about Wayne out. Uh, I oh, mean, the new one yeah, is really I mean, good, y'all. I'm not like, go check that funeral shit out. It's really good. Oh my god, funeral is just an example of hey, I'm still you're fucking with the gods. I can still wrap circles around y'all, and I'm I was pretty impressed. Mm. What's it called? Impressed. Pretty impressed. Funeral. He just dropped it. Last okay. Just dropped it last week or the week ago. Very. I mean, second song. Woo! It's what everyone really? wants to be when he's trying to flex. But Wayne knows how to flex. Motherfucker. Yeah, no, Wayne gets fit. He can rap, yo. Like this. It's very impressive, yo. Yeah. And 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 as the, I'm never one to be all like, oh Wayne. Well, here's another here's another dude that shined crazy on mixtapes and the albums like never didn't always live up to it was fucking Lupe Fiasco. Yeah. Oh, enemy of the state. Ooh, the enemy that of the state. That shit is hey. fire, dog. But so, I'm, enemy I, I of the state is fucking but wait, insane. But wait, he has my um, he has um, the cool, which I love. Kick and push. Right. I mean, um, food and liquor. Yeah, but, which, uh, the food and liquor is not. Is that's not a great record, front to back. Okay, There's great moments, but it's not. Food and liquor too. I'm not a big fan of that. But then that um, I don't know. Just, um, sage tattoo shit is incredible. Yeah, that's Dude, incredible. It's incredible. The shit he's got. That shit called mural on uh, Tetsuo and Youth. Yes, oh, that's on. Yes, yes. Oh my god. Yes. Yo, wait. Did you see that new song that he has talking about the Last Supper? And it's just called Left to Right. But he's talking about it so casual. And his man standing there with his hands down, like, look at him. Go listen to that. And you know, go watch a video that, that breaks down how he's talking about everybody in the Last Supper painting. It's incredible. It's incredible. So he has incredible albums. But the mixtape, yeah. yeah. So what, the, But I'm just saying, like, when, when, when you put him, like, he clearly had issues with the major label system after a while. And, yeah. Yeah. And on mixtapes, he was freed up to. I, I feel like mixtapes for a while were like were like were like a safe space for these dudes with all like these A and Rs and these teams and these managers and these budgets and these label heads like up their ass, you know, mm-hmm. wanting okay, you gotta fuck with this guy, okay. And so the mixtape to me is like so pure because you're getting a guy in a room just like I just this is the shit I I want to do right now in relation to nothing else this is what I fuck with. 
And so now with the the internet and Spotify and you know, like I don't know if people even go on Dat Piff anymore, but like you can yeah, just do shit like that whenever you want all the time and be rewarded for it, which is fantastic. I'm just saying, like, what was there even a point to go through all the trials and tribulations and mostly f- bad results of the the album in rap when most people can't do it initially? I think it's what the last to to build up the foundation of legitimacy. Uh, at first, you've got to go along to get along. So people are dropping albums. Albums mm-hmm. were how you prove you get a Grammy, you win the awards. So we had to show, yo, we could do albums too. Now we're showing we can take control of the situation. Album, single, mixtape, EP, whatever. And that's scary to them too. But we definitely had to go to album route to legitimize ourselves. But we talked yeah, about but, but remember, let, wait, wait, let, let, let me throw this at you real quick. Remember, and again, this is... <laughs> They're, they are not the authority on anything rap. But remember when Pitchfork would do like their albums of the year and would put in fucking mixtapes? Yeah. They would be right. like, oh, this motherfucker's mixtape is the number seven album of the year. Yeah. Right? And so yeah. at first I was like, this is but not that's a, lexicon a fucking thing. album. But they, started, they started changing what mixtape meant. That, that's where the argument even gets a little gray and hazy because mixtape means something totally different now than 10 years ago and 10 years before that. Right, so what I'm saying that. is, album always means album. Album yeah. is the album, right? It's yeah. it's it's a it's a collection of songs in a commercial marketplace, whether they're yeah. cohesive, conceptual, ten singles, ten heady left field weird joints, whatever the fuck you want to say. It, it could be a statement. It could be a complete thought. It could be ten random fucking things you did and ten club songs. I don't know. Whereas a mixtape is like we said, it's just shifted over all this time of like used to be a blend tape when motherfuckers would blend shit mm-hmm. together and then then it was like right. me rhyming on this motherfucker's instrumental because I'm in between now right. then it was like my label won't let me drop I'm not hot so I'm gonna I'm use this DJ song. to get hot right. yeah right you know then it was like I need to get my name out I'm gonna drop fucking 50 mixtapes in a year who knows the fuck is on them I just need or my name it out like, it's like I'm a market mixtape DJ that produces five of the tracks and we do other mixtapes so, I mean they uh, I, I love that we're in control of that medium. Can we can we agree on that? Yeah, we run the mixtape. Oh, mixtape, I, not yeah. run we. And I but love I, that part of I it. I mean, I um, think it's we're starting to see that artists in general, like the the worst artists right now, are the ones that don't own their own shit, that don't control their own destiny. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like at the, at this point, if you're still like riding for that label shit, you're a fucking sucker. Yeah. True. Yeah. Very but true. it it, it, it yeah. took us getting those warts and getting fucking robbed and raped to figure yeah. out that we, you know, that we're you know then the the patients run the asylum. You know what I'm saying? Not exactly. <laughs> not the not the so-called doctors. And so, um, you know, while mixtapes were well, mixtapes had some limitations because they didn't have the major label engine behind it. We showed that we could make mixtapes just as powerful. So you better get behind it. Or we're just gonna, you know, just leave y'all in the dust. I mean, how much locks material is better on a mixtape than on and on we are we the streets or right you know, money power is right? And, and that's what the locks mixtape is like legendary. Shit. What, what, what if you could just package that? You didn't have to make it like some illegal shit. Well, you can't like now. is is it like the outlaw nature of a mixtape historically that makes well, it more cutting remember, edge? Don't forget well, this part. Remember, we used to fuck up bootleggers. We used to flip their tables yeah. and shit. They used to take money out of our pockets. So, but like, can we also look also at like, the, the raw chaos of it? You can't control some of it sometimes. Uh, the the time of those mixtapes, like that was actually like an exclusivity thing too, right? You had to like yes. know where right. to find those. Yes. So mm-hmm. where where or suddenly no, like hip hop was everywhere, that stuff. you had no problem finding anything. Yep. Like to find these things, you actually had to go search and you had to know what to look for. You had to be like, it sort of it sort of gave the the hip hop fan that sort of like elite status again. Like the people that were diehard heads. Yes. It gave them a bit. Yeah, of, they were yeah, coming in. Yo, I want, I want that tape. Yeah. I remember. Yeah, when they because remember mixtape stores had like fifty mixtapes. Everything was out there. Yeah. Like, nah, yo, give me that. Give me the yep. clue joint. Give me this. I remember they would come and know exactly what they wanted. Where was the advertising? How do you know? They know. That's yeah. how strong that shit was. Mm-hmm. They would come in and know exactly what they wanted with no magazine ad, no spread, no nothing. Just strong word of mouth. 
Yeah, and, and even like know. the the mixtape shit in like the early '90s, where it was like, you know, Duop, SNS, and all those dudes. They had their own, they had their own fucking crew of rappers, and those dudes were like always yeah, my right. favorite rappers because they were the oh, ones that were like tape. that's group tape science. You that's had to know that. You had to know who they, you had to be yeah. in it to know who those people were. You had to know where to go to find yeah. the shit. You had to have the hookup. You had to like. You had to be part of a private club to really know that shit. Like to know in like nineteen ninety three to know who Snagglepuss or Lord Tariq was. Ooh. You know what I mean? Like you had to like yeah. know where to find that shit. You had to have that hookup. You had to have people that, you know, could get you that. Especially if you weren't like in New York City. Mm. Yeah, New York Sun Z. I'm telling you, I come right off my train and I give me all the new clue tapes with Sheik Lucian, Style yeah. Panero, and Jay mm-hmm. Kiss on it. Yeah. yeah. Like we used God, to, we were upstate at school, and we would come home, and like during the break, everybody would get tapes, and then you get back for in January, and it's like, all right, we're all trading tapes, making copies of it for each other, trading tapes, and then you don't have anything unless your friend comes up, or you go, you know, you go home for spring break, and then you come back and you're re-upped again. But it was like, I, well, I it, think yeah. um, it was special. Well, I think ultimately we're saying that the playing field has leveled, but there was definitely a time where you might have had a hot mixtape song, but you needed that song song that might yeah. get on the radio or might be a video hit. you needed it so i i think and this is me summing up because i can i'm playing advocate on my whole argument i think both are necessary and the more control we exert on both the better it is yeah single album mixtape that's what yeah. i think. I mean sometimes you know as an artist you might not be in the headspace to make an album but you might be making yeah, some dope tricks lot, so you're yo. like let me put them shits out or you know, a mixtape too, it's like it has an energy that an album doesn't have because it's sort of like it's vital and it's in that moment. You know, you can make a dope mixtape yes. in a weekend. Yeah, urgent. True. The urgency, yes. yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I, I see, I, I, I think out that's my like we said during a break. Well, real, real quick, I just think I, I kind of wrap it with that is like I think what Griselda has done is take the mixtape energy and package it. And press yes. it up, yeah, and sell it at exclusive rates and all that shit. Because these, they, like, they with the exception of what she's gonna do, like, they do, they drop singles. They just put singles out in the wind too. They have stuff yeah. just on SoundCloud, YouTube. It's not on anything. They have that too. So but they, they they've also kicked the the mixtape game up with like production value too, which wasn't necessarily there. Yes. Yeah. Yes. 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 Continue Z. Yeah. Yeah. And but I'm I'm just saying like they. They were smart in that. Okay, we're gonna flood the market. So there's Hitler, Hitler wears Hermes one through seven. They mm-hmm. don't have all of those are nine songs with skits, eleven songs with skits. And well, no, they got short like, as they went. They, they got short as they went. Remember the first couple? Well, remember until like seven. Right? Is seven, like, seven is like is a full album, and but the rest of them is Hitler like two is sixteen. Hitler, Hitler two is full. Sean right. Price, yeah, that's a full two. Yeah, but at, all the rest of right, them right. But I'm just yeah. saying like. You know, and so what they did was like, well, we're gonna we're gonna use it as a as a commercial piece, a product to move on vinyl or CD, and then have a, a hoodie that goes with it and a hat or a shirt. And it's like ten years ago, that would have been a mixtape. That would have been some shit you put out with DJ Drama or whoever, and then you know you would keep your buzz up with that. And so, like now, I mean, I guess all of that shit for all of those dudes, Benny and Westside and Conway, is like. A part of their canon as as a crew and as solo artists, but uh, to me, it's like it's not. They're they just own like being like yo West Side's like I made this shit in two days or I made this in a fucking week, and that's the it's the album or it's the whatever the fuck you want to, and they're but they're giving you the full experience of like it's on vinyl with different colored wax, you know what I mean? It's gotta it's. We're treating it with with more weight to it, even though I made it like Alaska said in three days, and I just had a good fucking feeling going, so, and I wasn't setting out to be like, oh. So let I'm me ask you this, like this. especially with those dudes, like you know, like they're like I just keep making shit, and it's like constantly coming out. Do you think like, rapping is actually like people that are doing that are actually perceiving it like we perceive our job? Right, like we go in and it's like we yes. don't stop doing what we're doing. We just keep doing it, and it's like 
They have are these the, dudes the looking at that they the same the way? They have the studio. They have the means. They have the, they the have team the to do it. And, and that's They're, their lifestyle. They wake yeah, up there's like no that reason to stop. do music, so yeah. 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 You know what's funny? Yeah. I, was, I was thinking about this the other day. I remember when Aesop dropped Labor Days. Um, mm-hmm. No, no, Daylight EP. When he dropped the Daylight mm-hmm. EP, right? And it was maybe like five to six months after Labor Days dropped, right? Yes. And so back then it was like, oh my God, he's going to come out with something new after right. this album, which I've been playing for six months is still in rotation. And I remember reading an interview with him again. This is like 0102 online where he was like, yo, people really think like when your album is done, like you just don't make shit. Yeah. Like mm. when your album is done, you're still like making shit. You're still writing shit. You still have beats left over. And so the EP of Daylight, which is a fucking classic, was just like, yeah, like I didn't stop after Labor Days. I just was just making stuff, and here's like the kind of ones that fit together. Yeah. And back then I was like, wow. Yeah. Holy shit. He didn't stop writing. You know, and this is but then almost also, 20 years ago. That was also us becoming aware. Remember, people would be like, well, these are the stank on your sessions. Like yep. the songs that didn't make right. the record and they would release them a little later. Or these are these yeah. were the um, blueprint mm-hmm. sessions and shit. We started getting songs that didn't make the cut, but they would still drop Un- unmastered, unmixed. The, um, that Kendrick right. thing, yeah, That's a little bit of that. Yes, but but there there was also, okay. I, I, and I think Daylight kind of ties into this. You saw it a lot with the Jux artists that they drop the album, and then they they've been touring the album for a while. They need a reason to be back out. So it's right. like you either drop you, a mixtape. Yeah, I remember you know, when you explained you know, that to us. You I have your tour exclusive joint, and yeah, that's almost like what that things, was. Right? Yeah, we did. We, I mean, you know, we what had would, have shit. To sell what would right? Adam stuff consider? Well, all right. So, so you had like those those Adam compilations, Tiffany yeah. and all that stuff. But then, didn't Vastair have like five volumes of the Fist and the Knife or whatever that shit was? You like that stuff? That was a tour? yeah. That was that was stuff to sell on tour. Oh, got you. He had yeah, like five five of those. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, right? you yeah, you needed yeah, something yeah. like something besides your record to sell because people probably had your record if they're coming to see you. So you had. Ooh, that makes mm. sense. You know oh, what I mean? God. So you have like. <laughs> You have your mixtape, so every tour you go out, you bring a new mixtape, and then it's like, oh, all right, shit. Wow. you know, and and then the mixtape is something like because it's so cheap to make mixtapes, right? Like a mix CD, yeah. Yes. You know, you print up a thousand, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. a thousand dollars, or basically a dollar a fucking disc. Yeah, no, that's, like, that becomes almost like the sweetener to sell the more expensive items. Like, oh, here's my T-shirt. Mm. I'm gonna make way much, way more money off the T-shirt. You know, I'll give you this too if you buy the T-shirt. Or you know the T-shirt's fifteen. Wow. You know, take this and, that, and I'll, oh wow! You know. I never. I, I'm telling you, you're blowing my mind because I didn't yeah. think about it like that. Because he came out with so many volumes when I was doing my beef Adam search and I was finding Bass Damn Border so I was like, okay, he got the hand in the fist, like version yeah. one and the Jedi shit, version eight. No, I was like, oh okay. Um, you know, some songs would triple and quadruple up. They would be on a bunch of them. That trust me, yeah. it wasn't all new material, but um. Oh, okay, to, to hit the tool. that makes some sense. All right, yeah, yeah it just it just up. made selling shit easier on the road because you just like a bundle. You could give people like they feel like they're getting more bang for their buck, and it's like more, uh, you more know, bang for their buck. Yeah, I walked away with three items instead of one. Yeah, but you ended up giving me still yeah. giving me like twenty five dollars, but I only had to spend an extra mm-hmm. dollar to get that extra fifteen. Fifteen, yeah, you know. So yeah, man, economics of the road, motherfuckers, embrace it. Yeah, man, we are some dirty capitalists as the pod. We're all about that shit, getting money off rap. Fuck now that's what y'all can call <laughs> your record, dirty capitalists. You can call it that. Nah, man, it's gonna be called uh, nihilist millennial. I right. guarantee you we're gonna have like seven more titles by the time this thing drops. Thank you. I don't Thank know, you, man. This, this one, this one, really sticking in my guts, man. No, it's not. No, Listeners, it's not. if you fuck with me in Alaska, we got a record oh as Cargo Colts. It's being mixed right now. We're, we had we had several album titles over over time, and, but the and newest group one was called. We were originally called Call Out Culture and group titles. Yeah, and the, yeah, we were. Yeah. That was the name of the group. And then then we were gonna. Well, first it was Alaska as a joke. Then it was Call Out Culture, and then it, now it's Cargo Colts. And then we had many album titles. I can't remember all of them, but I just think Millennial Nihilist or Nihilist Millennial is the perfect album title. <laughs> that shit is great. So anyway, Castro, okay. you've been wanting to you wanted to talk about some shit. Go ahead, man. Do you before we sign off? Jesus Lord. Um, me and the one and only Primrock, we have a duo. We are called Shrapnel, and our album is coming out next month. 
Um, the email blast should be out probably by the time we air this episode. The email blast will hit out, and so you people will know about it. But it'll be dropping March thirteenth. Um, the album self titled. We work really Day hard on it, and I hope y'all dig it. Oh, yeah, there it is. And so, um, I, I I just hope everybody digs it. It's, it's really a good album. It's produced by Lucid and Willie Gray. Um, Zilla's on there. It's not a mixtape. It's not a mixtape. It's not a mixtape. It's not a mixtape. It's, it's an event. An EP. It's an it's an event. So there is an EP um, available. Oh, yes, there is. We um Shrapnel has a Cobalt EP that's out now. You can get that recordcrew.bandcamp.com. So you can go online to Shrapnel. Um, bandcap.com it's on all streaming sites and also we got that griff company cd still popping we just dropped a new video yeah you just dropped so, a new um, video we still got we did yeah for two by we four we two got by a few copies video. left we got this small pro remix so you know get at us man cobalt cds yeah man um griff company cds and i still have tosh vinyl you know get at us man nice we come it's true shrapnel shrapnel for the 2020 and the 99 is really a good record, y'all. I can't Fuck wait it. to hear it. It's, it's listen, listen, man. I play this shit. This shit. This shit. Fucking surprised me, man. Because this is an album. I. It took a long time for these dudes to make this record. I only heard little pieces. I watched them perform it live a couple weeks back. I've been listening. It's. It's like looking. It's like it's like listening to your friends' music, but looking at them like you made this shit. It's like one of those moments <laughs> you have. You're like, this is you. Oh shit! So yeah, that's it, man. That's the best. Alaska, you got anything you want to plug people real quick? Um, we got another another nineties ninety now show coming up on March twelfth. Sure. Um, got some cool sure. people playing on it. We got um this dude Mac Fuller. We got um Extraordinaire, who's part of the We Be Foolish Click. Um, we got my man Cryptic ah. One. We got uh, DJ Shock from DMX fame. Uh, and we have mm-hmm. Ugg from the Cellar Dwellers. Nah, CG's in UG, the house. You I UG. It is UG, yeah. UG from the Cellar Dwellers. Are you with me? Yeah, so the, they're all going to be doing beat sets. And then, you know, we got the rappers and everybody who ever wants to come through and rap or just hang out. Uh, you know, it's going to be hosted by, uh, this time it's going to be hosted by Jedi, Son of Spock, a.k.a. Bataria. Mm. Um, so... Yeah, if you're around, come Yo, through. put me yeah, down the long list. I want to host one year. I go, I go. Yeah, right. Azilla, I used to be a really ill host in Philly. Remember? He's great. Yeah, Castro. For all your hosting needs in the tri-state area, contact Curly Castro <laughs> at gmail dot com. This motherfucker is incredible. Get at him. I do you know? things. Also, I also could do wedding speeches. I can do those in a pinch too. For wedding features, christenings, and bat mitzvahs, contact Curly Castro for your hosting ventures. Yeah, do it. All right, guys. Reverend Shablau. All right, y'all. Reverend Shablau. Yeah, fuck with us. Follow us. Thank you for the comments, likes, subscriptions. Fucking comments, y'all. It's always nice to get comments. Should you drop an album? Should you drop a single? Should you drop a mixtape? The answer is yes. All of the above. Yeah, later. Yeah. Yeah. And if you leave comments, we'll yeah. read them on the air and we'll give you a shout out. So, you know, do that. And then, there you, go. you know, we could take a, a hint from the fifth column. If anybody wants to send booze our way or, you know, anything like that, send it uh, to. Us. I mean, I'm drinking booze regardless. I've been drinking, I've been drinking bullet bourbon this whole show. So if you want to send I it take, to uh, South Philadelphia, I you DM me straight up. Through the mail. I got a PO box. Just hit me in the DM. Later. It's a blast. All right. Peace. <laughs>